gut microbiome, the bacteria that live within our digestive tract are essential to our skin being clear. Welcome to Purpose by You Can Event. My name is Antoni Trincão and I'm one of the co-founders and CEO of YouCanEvent.com. Purpose by You Can Event is tailored to teach and share knowledge on how to live a life with fulfillment and self-purpose. At You Can Event, we want to connect the world through celebration and bring humans together through amazing events and in real life experiences. We firmly believe that events and in real life experiences are the foundation of any purpose-driven individual, business, institution or non-profit to flourish their vision and grow their engagement with their communities. Why did we decide to create this podcast? Personally, I'm obsessed about living a life filled with purpose and celebration. Since I remember existing, I've always been associated with institutions or initiatives that propel purpose and a sense of mission in life. There are two chapters in my life that I really want to highlight that made me a purpose-driven person. One is that I'm part of a non-profit organization back in Portugal, Europe, named Azituna, which performs musical shows in the world's most famous theaters and where I performed in one single show for more than 150,000 people. Two, I was part of a supporting group for one of the world's best soccer teams called Juveleu, which supports Sporting Club Portugal, and that I have learned how to move thousands of people for a belief with great adrenaline, celebration, color, and excitement. On the flip side, since my 15 years old until now, I've learned how to transform my weaknesses like anxiety, acne, inflammation, fungus, allergies, and many more to fuel them for my strengths and converting that into a path of living a life with purpose. What can you take after hearing this podcast? Actual methodologies, behaviors, practices, knowledge, information and advice on how to become a high performer, achieve mental clarity and get a solid foundation to live a life filled with purpose. We will spark your brain with artistic initiatives by seeing you songs composed by us and develop your creative thinking to get the best of your daily life. We want you to feel happy, inspired, creative, and hopeful. On behalf of the UCAN Event team, I truly hope you enjoy it. On today's show, recorded in Silicon Valley, California, features Hannah Silito. Ever since Hannah was a teenager, she struggled with spots. Acne was a huge issue for her whilst growing up, but that was nothing compared with what was to come. Age 15, she went to the doctors to discuss lots of tiny little dots that had appeared all over her tummy. After various misdiagnoses and incorrect treatments, she was eventually given the news that this was psoriasis and that there's no cure. Psoriasis manifests itself as a scaly overproduction of cells on the surface of the skin. Her body hurt, she was physically, mentally and emotionally exhausted. She would become tired of constantly being sick and tired. She tried everything the doctor offered to her, steroid creams, emollient creams, cold tar solutions, nothing ever offered a permanent fix. Besides conventional medicine, she experimented inconsistently with acupuncture, Chinese medicine and so-called miracle cure creams she found online. Nothing offered results. Over the years, she would become addicted to an unhealthy diet of carb-filled, sugary junk and used to crave those thick, gooey, deep-pan micro-pizzas and bags of jelly sweets. After years struggling to heal herself and being even prescribed a chemotherapy drug called methotrexate, she decided to take a different path and chase a new purpose. Heal from within. 
Back in 2015, she launched her blog supported by a little PDF that I've read personally called It's a Skin Thing that would become viral for all the ones out there struggling with skin issues such as acne, eczema and psoriasis. In January 2017, Hannah launches a book called Radiant that fast became an Amazon bestseller and has since been printed in three further languages now on sale around the world. Last year, 2018, Anna launched her first in real life experiences, Radiant Retreats, with the principle of taking people out of their everyday environment and help them to change their diet, lifestyle and way of thinking. Anna has been featured as one of the top skin healing experts and covered in the world's most famous media outlets such as The Daily Mail, The Sun, BBC News and more. In this episode, I want to help our listeners and myself in learning how skin health can improve your confidence, emotion control, and public comfort. Also, we'll cover Anna's insight on how in real life experiences are important to strive, a community of health passionates, and how she strengthens her vision of healing people from within. So, Anna, welcome to the show. How do we heal our skin? Hey, Antonio. Wow, that's a big question to start with. How do we heal our skin? For me, it took a lot of learning, a lot of understanding, and a lot of commitment to begin healing properly. As you quite rightly said there in your introduction about me, I was offered a medication called methotrexate five years ago, and it's a chemotherapy drug, it's a cancer medication. The doctor's intention was to suppress my immune system so that I was no longer attacking my own body, as is the problem with psoriasis, which is an autoimmune condition. And whilst I understood the principles of suppressing the immune system so that the body isn't fighting against itself, I also thought there has to be a better way. Rather than suppress our immune system, why don't we look at modulating it instead, getting ourselves back on an even keel? And I know you've got listeners from all around the world and doctors in different countries might deal with skin conditions quite differently. But certainly in the UK, Diet and lifestyle are never truly acknowledged. And even worse, we are actively told consistently by our doctors that eczema, acne, rosacea, psoriasis, dermatitis are not impacted in any way, shape or form by what we eat. Now that in itself is just such a crazy principle because we are what we eat. To say that diet does not impact our skin is just crazy. On a purely logical level, what we're talking about here is chronic inflammatory disease. So then by its very nature, surely a simple anti-inflammatory diet is going to have a positive effect. And my own doctor told me for 20 years while struggling with these chronic skin conditions, diet plays no role. Now that made me lazy more than anything else. You know, I was already struggling with a disease that impacted my career, my social life, my dating, my friendships, all of these different things. It dictated what I wore, where I went, who I saw, who I went out with. And the last thing that it was gonna dictate was my diet. And so my doctor saying to me, look, it doesn't play a role. You can eat what you like, only made me eat more junk, drink more alcohol, smoke more cigarettes. I was so unhealthy and I was using this as an excuse. And anytime somebody might suggest diet, I said, you know, my doctors told me that it doesn't play a role. Now that was for two decades and I hear the same story time and time again. But actually 
our gut microbiome, the bacteria that live within our digestive tract are essential to our skin being clear. Inflammation plays a crucial role. So an anti-inflammatory diet is massively important. And we're slowly seeing a change, but I truly believe that doctors still are not talking about this enough. So when it comes to what we need to do to clear our skin, it's a multi-level approach. We need to think about what we eat. We need to think about our lifestyle. We need to think about our sleep patterns. We need to think about our exercise regime. We need to think about working on stress levels. We need to think about this whole range of different lifestyle factors, which I believe truly form a holistic approach. When we say holistic, we're talking about approaching the body as a whole, about connecting our brain to our gut again, about connecting our emotions to our organs. You know, we sort of think of ourselves in all these little disjointed ways, but actually everything is truly important. And that's what I think is absolutely vital. We're talking here about healing the gut in order to heal the skin. And in order to heal the gut, we need to take this holistic approach. Interesting. So root cause wise, what is the organ that you think that is most connected with skin health and why that organ impacts also our brain mood? If you had to select an organ that is transversal to everyone, which one do you think that is the most common that is behind any kind of skin disease or skin issue? Sure. Well, here's what we forget, Antonio. The skin is our largest organ of detoxification. So actually, we stop seeing the skin as an organ in itself, but it is. It's our largest organ of detoxification. So what it does is if the liver isn't functioning properly, if the kidneys are not functioning properly, if they are overburdened through stress, through diet, through alcohol, they turn to the skin to help them expel toxins. So actually ensuring that your liver is functioning well and that your kidney health is in good order is absolutely vital. And then we come down to the gut, which I mentioned before, which isn't truly an organ, but actually gut health and our bacterial microbiome is such a fascinating area of research at the moment. And so for me, it's not about a skin condition. It's not about acne. It's not about eczema. It's not about what we see on the surface of our skin. This is where our thinking needs to change. So doctors have constantly referred to this as skin disease, but actually it's gut disease. It's our gut that's the problem and it's manifesting on the surface of our skin. So for me, I would say, look after the kidneys, look after the liver, help them do their job correctly and actually work on good internal gut health and the symptoms you see on the surface of the skin will resolve themselves naturally. What are the top five supplements and routine wise, what are the daily meals or daily ingredients that you recommend for skin health to start the healing of those two organs? Sure. Well, actually, you know, starting the process is incredibly easy. Here's a simple one. For most people, how many people are actually drinking two liters of still clear water every day? I can imagine lots of people say they drink a lot of water, but how many people are truly sticking to that regime? Now, I know you guys in California can be super healthy there, right? So maybe, you know, I suspect you're probably drinking your two liters of water, but for many people, that is a completely alien concept. And lots of clients say to me, but I'm going to need to go to the bathroom a lot if I start drinking that much water. Actually, staying hydrated is the easiest thing we can all do. Water is pretty accessible for most of us. 
it's something you say ionized alkaline water or just I mean ionized kind of alkaline water would be great but what I want to do is make this accessible for people so these are kind of next level steps and you obviously understand a lot about your internal health but for a lot of people purely the act of drinking any kind of water is a whole new concept then we get into levels of that getting better so filtered water alkaline water there are always levels of getting better at this process but my starting point with clients is buy a two liter bottle of water and drink it each and every day you know or if you've got a bottle that you top up a reusable bottle make sure that you are filling it up and if your bottle is 500 ml you know you've got to drink four of those before the day is out so many people are not doing it and it's such a simple change to make my next tip would be actually stop applying synthetic skincare to the surface of your skin we are constantly applying emollients we are constantly using hydrating creams that take away the burning and itching sensation on the skin but for the most part when you read the ingredients many of these creams are petroleum or paraffin based we are essentially massaging highly refined petrol into our skin again crazy but we're doing this blindly because nobody has ever taught us anything different so switch to natural products an organic coconut oil would be great a natural shea butter these are all available easily and cheaply from websites such as amazon from many high street retailers so switching to natural skincare products absolutely crucial if we're talking supplements a good probiotic would be fantastic but again we can also source probiotics from natural foods such as fermented foods miso sauerkraut if we're thinking about other supplements vitamin d you guys in california are really lucky you've got a lot of sunshine so you're probably getting adequate levels of vitamin d and then there are skin specific vitamin vitamins such as selenium such as zinc vitamin a these are all particularly beneficial for our skin they have properties that can really support digestive health that can really support the health of our skin you'll read a lot of anti-aging products contain ingredients such as vitamin a but we can source a lot of these vitamins through the foods we eat so selenium for example you would only need to eat five brazil nuts a day to get your recommended daily intake of selenium so actually whilst you could take it as a synthetic vitamin there are also simple foods that we can use eating lots of greens ensuring we're taking lots of green juices on board these are all going to give us our vitamin content and i think a lot of people almost want to replace the magic pill they've been getting from their doctor with a magic vitamin you know we're always reaching out for the quick and simple solution whereas actually the solution simply lies in a good plant-based diet hydrating ourselves with lots of water and applying non-toxic products to the skin it really doesn't have to be any more complicated than that you mentioned prebiotics and probiotics but there are so many different opinions I took probiotics in the past that caused me acne because it triggered histamine levels and I was boosting my histamine levels. What would be the safest approach for someone that is just starting or wants to feel a little bit better in terms of prebiotics and then probiotics for skin health? I think sometimes there's also this temptation. We read something or we hear something and we go all out crazy on it. So you hear probiotics are good and we go out and buy probiotics and we don't really understand what we're buying, but somebody once said it was good on a podcast, so we've got to give it a try. And I think actually there is so much information out there that it can be a little bit difficult knowing where to begin. Here in the UK, we've got a really well-known yogurt brand. It's just a little shot of yogurt and it contains probiotics. It's one of the worst things we can be doing because 
because there's so much sugar inside that drink. There's dairy inside that drink. Crazy. And any kind of probiotic that's in there is completely <laughs> outdone by all the rubbish that's in there. For me, actually, what's really important is learning how to make our own pre and probiotics. And this might feel a little bit daunting. It might feel a little bit crazy, but sauerkraut, just such an easy recipe. You can make your own by mixing some pink Himalayan salt with distilled water, popping it in a glass, adding shredded white cabbage to the glass, making sure that everything is below the level of brine and leaving it in a cool, dark place to ferment. It's only gonna take five days. You have then got an amazing probiotic in natural sauerkraut that you can add to salads. You can pop on toast. You can even mix it. My latest one this week is sauerkraut. I've popped some fennel seeds in there because I just love that kind of almost aniseed kind of taste of the fennel. And then I'm grating fresh apple into it. So you're getting the prebiotic from the apple as well. You're getting the pectin from the apple, which will help to line the gut and you're getting the probiotic from the sauerkraut. These are natural probiotics and these are so much more powerful than any kind of powdered supplement that you're gonna take. You can make it and it would be ready within five days, but you could actually leave it fermenting for five weeks. And then once you've finished, it's really kind of down to your taste buds and what level of fermentation you want. You can pop it in the fridge to stop the fermentation process. And fermented foods last for ages. This was like the traditional way of preserving food. So once you've got a fermented food on the go, yeah, I've got a lot of green beans growing in the garden at the moment. We've had a good few weeks of sunshine. So I found that I've got too many green beans that I can make recipes with. So I'm chopping them up, I'm putting them in brine and I'm fermenting those so that I've got something that's gonna carry me over through autumn, through fall, through winter, back into next spring. These are amazing live culture foods. And I really believe that these are our true superfoods. When we talk about superfoods, these are the guys that are really going to help us replenish our gut microbiome. And that is absolutely integral to our immune system health, the health of our organs, and most importantly, the health of our skin. Interesting. And that's kind of like, what, $10 that costs to make even less. We're literally talking like pink Himalayan salt, a head of cabbage and some water. I could make that for less than a dollar over here. Like it's just so inexpensive and it's great because it's live cultures. But listen, you can't go to the shops and buy, maybe in California, there are some places where you could buy live sauerkraut, but you've got to look for the live stuff. Anything that's in a tin, it doesn't contain those live cultures any longer. So it's great tasting, but it's useless in terms of its benefits. So you need to look for the refrigerated stuff or make it yourself. But definitely, definitely for less than two or three dollars, you are going to create a huge amount of amazing probiotic food. And what about prebiotics? There are so many options too in the market from psyllium husks and other like acacia gums. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so again, psyllium husk can be great, you know, especially if you're struggling with certain digestive issues. But foods such as sourdough can be a great prebiotic. Apple can be a great prebiotic. So again, I think sometimes it's about researching the natural forms that we could all take just to make it more accessible, more inexpensive for people. And just so that our bodies are absorbing it naturally from food. Because there's also this huge difference when you're asking the body to absorb something in its synthetic form, and then to go back to sourcing that nutrient, that vitamin, that biotic from food, there's kind of this difference and the body isn't quite sure what it's doing. Food sourced is always best, is always the least expensive, and is usually the most accessible for the majority of people. When I read your book, you talk about the routines, the breakfast with avocado, the cucumber, spinach, 
that juice that you make the green one and that you have to starve for the first three days and just doing the juicing, which is very demanding, but it pays off by the end of the week. But my question is, if we have someone, if they want to start it right now, what would be the first five steps that you would advise? And considering that potentially these people, they have acne or they have a digestive problem or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's very kind, Antonio. My book over here in England is a bestseller. So I got to number two in the whole of Amazon out of six million books here in the UK. And my Instagram following is just growing and growing. So I'm up to 32,000 followers now. And these, you know, for the UK, that's pretty big. And these are all people, there's a lot of before and after pictures on there. This is my favorite thing to help people take their skin from something that is causing them so much pain and upset to genuinely feeling happy and glowing in their skin. It's my absolute mission. And so there's a free guide on my website for a start. So you really don't have to begin by buying the book. The free guide will explain why we are talking about gut health. The PDF that you mentioned at the start of the show, Antonio, that's kind of developed as I've developed and my understanding of skin. And so that is still readily available at hannasilito.com. You can just go there, you can download your copy and it explains really how to begin and how to get started. So my simple advice, five simple tips. First of all, juicing. You talked about those greens, avocado, spinach, broccoli, kale, cucumber, courgette, zucchini. Really important to get lots more greens into your diet. And for some people listening, you might think, no, that's just not me. I don't like the taste of greens. I can't cook them. I don't like them steamed. I don't like them boiled. The best way to consume those greens to begin with is by juicing them. And it's a really easy, simple process to begin. Now, I'm not talking about blending thick smoothies because I think sometimes people make that mistake and blend all these vegetables into something that looks like a cold soup. And believe me, I'm kind of a hardcore juicing girl and I could not drink a thick green sludge. I also think the really important thing about all this is it's got to be enjoyable. It's got to be long-term sustainable. Nobody wants to live a miserable life drinking something they don't enjoy. And yes, of course, we all want to feel better. We all want to look better. But at the same time, we all have to live. Food is such a big part of my life in every sense. Emotionally, I enjoy the process of cooking. I love the action of sharing food with friends. I'm not going to sit there and drink a thick green sludge with a big smile on my face because it's just not enjoyable. But actually juicing greens, so extracting the pulp and extracting the juice from these vegetables can make it really tasty. All we've got to do is add a little bit of apple, a little bit of pear for sweetness. Whereas if we're making a smoothie, quite often we have to add a lot of banana and mango and maybe even some yogurt to kind of get it to a, a consistency where it tastes good. But juicing it can make spinach, broccoli, uh, any of those greens that you don't normally like to eat taste good. My little five-year-old godson, Jack, will not eat his greens at home, but we have been picking zucchinis from the garden. He's been coming, running in with them. He wants to put them through the juicer. And we've added a couple of apples, a little bit of lemon, and he's been drinking that stuff like it's going out of fashion. You know, kids who don't like their greens, if they're struggling with eczema, this is a great way to get everybody to drink more greens. So I would say, first step, always start the day with a glass of green juice. And you can throw anything in there, lots of green leafy vegetables, and then a little bit of apple or pear for sweetness, and some lemon or lime as a natural preservative. So that's kind of tip one. Making sure we get enough sleep. I think so many of us are guilty of not sleeping properly or for a decent length of time. I think we forget the impact on our skin. With sleep, it's a two-way street. We're going back to gut health. So 
our sleep can impact our biome. The microbiome in our gut is impacted directly by how well we sleep. But at the same time, if we've not got the correct bacteria in our gut, we struggle to sleep. Our sleep can be broken and unsatisfying. So actually you've got this kind of vicious cycle going on. You're not sleeping enough. You've not got the bacteria. You've not got the bacteria. It's causing broken sleep. And it's a cycle that we really need to break. And there are lots of ways to do that. Simple things like enjoying a bath a couple of hours before we go to bed, setting a regular bedtime routine like we used to have as kids where you set a time and you stick to it and you go to bed at that time every evening, turning off devices, so not lying in your bed, scrolling through your iPad or you know your smartphone before you go to sleep. All these different things are vitally important. So we need to work on our stress levels. Stress plays a massive, massive role in skin conditions. It can flare skin conditions and stress can undo any amount of good work that you do in terms of diet and exercise because it plays such a huge role. Again, it comes back to the gut microbiome. It comes down to this fight or flight response that's been instilled in us since we were cavemen, except there are no tigers to flee from when we get this additional adrenaline going on, this cortisol rush into our bodies. There's nowhere to get rid of that. So exercise, of course, can help with stress. Meditation can hugely help us manage our stress levels. Exercise such as yoga, if you've got a particularly painful skin condition, you might not feel like going out running and competing in triathlons or you know doing crazy cardio events, but yoga can be a really gentle, lovely exercise to get into. And of course, the meditation side of things can help with the stress. All these things add up to being a wonderful protocol for skin. Switching to natural skincare, Dead Sea salt baths, applying coconut oil to the surface. And finally, number five would be switching to a purely alkaline focused diet. So downloading an acid alkaline chart, you can find one on Google, right? So you just type it in, go to images, print off a chart, and just have a look and see how many of the foods that you're eating at the moment fall onto the acidic side of the spectrum. What you're wanting to do is move towards the alkaline side. Now, I'm not saying that you need to alkalize your body because actually our pH level is very much like our, our body temperature. It shouldn't fluctuate too much. Any kind of dramatic fluctuation, we would in fact become very ill. So it's not about that at all. It's about helping the body maintain its equilibrium. So when we're pumping in all this acidic stress, this lack of sleep, which also causes acidity, medications such as antibiotics promoting acidity, our body is really struggling to come back from that and bring us back to that equilibrium, that sort of midpoint of 7.3 where our pH level should sit. But actually introducing lots of alkaline foods makes the job so much easier for the body. It takes the burden off the liver and the kidneys a little bit, but gives our digestive system a break. It just helps the body repair and heal itself. And so downloading an acid alkaline chart, sticking it to the fridge and reminding yourself of that every time you go to prepare a meal. I'm not saying everything has to be on the alkaline side, but a good mix would be 80-20. So 80% alkaline foods and 20% some more of the acidic foods in the diet. One question, Anna, what would be the dressings, ingredients that you would recommend to be a go-to option to have in the kitchen all the time? There are some go-to options that would be great, but the problem with go-to options is they're quite often not fresh. So loads of fresh food, but that's not an easy go-to option because of course it requires uh, trips to the fruit and veg shop, especially if it's organic veg, you know, you need to kind of replenish stock every 
every three to five days really in terms of fresh food. But there are some go-to options. So things such as chia seeds, things such as nuts and coconut oil and olive oil, you know, good quality extra virgin olive oil. Having these things ready to hand will make life much easier and can actually make foods such as a simple salad so much more exciting. So instead of just thinking of a boring lettuce leaf with a sad looking tomato on the plate, instead we could go for something much more exciting, a mixture of different peppery leaves. We could add some pear, some walnuts, some sunflower seeds, something to make that salad much more exciting and dressings exactly. You know, a homemade dressing, a really simple recipe would be a little bit of maple syrup, a little bit of whole grain mustard, some extra virgin olive oil, just shake it in a jar and you've got a homemade dressing that's not filled with the salt and the sugar and all the other rubbish that the processed stuff that you buy in the store is going to contain. So it's about learning new techniques and you don't have to do this all at once, but maybe to begin with, set aside a day or a couple of days to try some new recipes out. Gradually, your taste buds will change. You'll start to love that fresh food. And actually, I would struggle to sit there and eat a processed meal because it would taste so awful. The taste of sugar and salt would be super extreme. I just wouldn't enjoy it in the slightest. And this is coming from a girl who used to eat a lot of processed foods. So switching to fresh is always best and actually being kind to yourself, giving your body and your taste buds time to adjust and not dismissing something right at the very outset, giving it chance, trying it again, maybe looking for plant-based restaurants, vegan health bars, anything locally where you could ask them to make you up something and then try to recreate it at home. There are so many more health food restaurants and cafes and eateries popping up here in the UK. I'm sure it's the same. California must be flooded with them. And so I think wherever you are in the world, this is becoming much more prevalent. So learning about it from other people, buying recipe books, educating yourself, checking out recipes on YouTube. It does not have to be bland or boring at all. I eat like a rainbow of colors these days and my diet, my health, my skin is just so much more vibrant than it has ever been in my life. Now I have a challenge for you. So we have the flashing roundup with questions by the audience. Ideally, you would have to spend 60 seconds per question. These are curated questions that we get from our audience during the show to engage everyone and participate in this conversation. So the first question is, how much sun exposure is good for skin and when does it become harmful? Some skin reacts really well to sunlight and other people really struggle with it. I know for my own experience, my skin loves sunlight. Vitamin D is just great. We've all become a little bit scared of the sun because of the campaigns for skin cancer. And there's a place for them, they're warranted, but we also should not be scared of sunlight. So I would always say to people, depending on your skin type, gradual, gentle sun exposure each and every day. Depending on where you live in the world, that's also gonna make a difference because in Australia, for example, the sun's rays can be much stronger and much more harmful. We also need to be really careful on the kind of sun protection we're using. So looking for a natural sunscreen is really important because actually there are so many chemicals in a sunscreen and quite often people say to me, oh, my skin just does not like the sunlight, but it's not the sunlight that's the problem. It's actually reacting badly to the chemicals that they're putting on the surface of the skin to prevent themselves from burning. So number one, never burn in the sun. I mean, that goes without saying, you know, you're going to do your skin so much more harm, but also don't be afraid of the sunlight because vitamin D is just super important for our overall health. 
What type of sunscreens you would recommend? There is a sunscreen here in the UK. I don't know if it's available in many other countries, but it's called Shades and it's just four ingredients. So it's a zinc based sunscreen and it contains shea butter and coconut oil, literally four ingredients, 100% natural. And it's a little bit white and greasy when you apply it on the surface of the skin, but it does blend in and there are no harmful chemicals in it whatsoever. Having said that, coconut oil is also an SPF 5, so using coconut oil can be a light sunscreen, and raspberry oil. There are certain essential oils, carrot oil and raspberry oil also contain natural sun protection. So it might be that you just want to look into an alternative that's natural so that you're not adding further toxins to your skin, especially if your skin is particularly sensitive. What is an ideal routine for success? How do you cope with stress? That's a really difficult one. You know, stress is something we can do nothing about. Our lives are a roller coaster and stress can sometimes pop up in the craziest of times. Stress isn't something that we can change. Stress will always be there. It's our reaction to stress that's really important. And I used to get stressed out at absolutely everything. I was just a little ball of stress. But actually there are so many ways in which we can manage our response to it. Exercising can really help, getting the serotonin levels boosted, working out what we should and shouldn't be eating. Once our diet is healthier, we feel better, we get this clarity in our mind and it takes away some of the stress. Having a really good diet can help replenish the good bacteria that stress can take away from our gut. So this is all about balance, about finding the right balance between exercise, between meditation, between eating the right foods. If you really struggle with stress and you find yourself struggling to get a good night's sleep because of it, if it's impacting many different aspects of your life, meditation is a great place to begin. There are so many free apps available now for Android and for Apple that we can download. If you have no idea where to begin when it comes to meditation, and so many people say, oh, you know, they've got this vision of sitting in an ashram in India. It doesn't have to be like that. I can meditate sitting on the tube here in London, you know? I can switch my app on, I can take a couple of minutes just to put my headphones on, and I can be a million miles away and feel so much calmer. So learning how to meditate can be massively beneficial. How, how do we meditate? Can you teach us really quickly? That's an interesting one. Firstly, do not begin by thinking you've got to get rid of all thoughts from your mind because that isn't it. And it's the one thing that clients say to me the most, you know, is, well, I can't stop the thoughts. They're there. Well, of course they're there. <laughs> I can't switch my thoughts off either. You know, to be at that kind of level of Zen, I think would be incredibly difficult, especially in the Western world. But it's about letting the thoughts come in, releasing them and letting them go. And I think if you struggle doing that on your own, if you find it impossible to sit in a room for two minutes in silence, because believe me, it's difficult. It's more difficult than you would think. That's where a guided meditation can be really helpful. A guided meditation, if you've never done one before, is just somebody telling you a story. And so your attention goes on the story rather than constantly coming back to the thoughts that were causing you stress in the first place. So I really like guided meditation specifically focused on 
allowing stress to go. There's a great one on my website, The Red Balloon, which I've recorded myself, which is all about letting go of the, the redness, the anger, the frustration of dealing with a skin condition, and in turn, allowing the skin condition to disappear as well. Visualization, you know, this can be incredibly powerful when we're talking about calming the mind relaxing and the great thing about this is it's a technique that we can revisit when we are in the worst in the most critical moment of stress so if our boss is shouting at us if we've got a road rage incident if we've got all these kind of crazy everyday life things going on we can sit there quite calmly in our zen little world and take ourselves back to the place that that guided meditation took us to so i think it's just such a powerful technique it can feel incredibly daunting you can sit there wondering if you're doing it right or wrong I would highly recommend a guided meditation to begin with or finding a local guided meditation class or a yoga class where quite often they will practice a guided meditation at the end just so that you get a little bit more comfortable in the process so that you can begin to learn the technique and then implement it for yourself whenever you feel the need to. Thank you so much. This was the flashing roundup for our audience. So now, Hannah, I would like to surprise you with one of the things that we do in all the shows that we host, which is singing a song to our guest speaker and to our audience that represents our vision of connecting the world through celebration and bringing humans together through amazing events and in real life experiences. And this song was composed recently and inspired to push any human being to cross the line and embark on the journey of discovering the best version of themselves. So it starts like this. Compassion is going beyond the expected with a touch of seduction. It's filling the love with magic. Why not chasing? Transform your weakness into your strength Flush anxiety with joy Feel safe with the ones who love you Let the ones who love you Adore you Every time that you feel Without a light Just remember That your spirit Inspires the world Be comfortable 
So nice was just like to break here a little bit. And so turning and shifting to events, entertainment and in real life experiences. Tell me everything about your Radiant Health retreats. You know, I love running these retreats and it's something that I've not had the opportunity to do for so long because I was on a TV show over here in the UK called Dragon's Den, which I believe you guys in the US call Shark Tank. And so everything for the past eight months has just been preparing for that show and preparing for what was to come after the show. But prior to that last year, I got the opportunity to run five retreats all around the world. And this was a huge passion for me because it's about bringing people together, often who've been struggling with life debilitating skin conditions. Firstly, it's about bringing them to a place where they feel they can sit with their skin with no judgment. Now that might sound so simple for somebody who doesn't have a skin condition, but I had ladies sitting around the dinner table with me saying this was the first time on holiday in forever that they had sat at a dinner table wearing a sleeveless dress. I mean, that is huge for somebody who has never been able to enjoy a holiday where they have had dinner in a restaurant wearing a sleeveless dress because they've been so worried about what everybody else thinks. But actually we go to these amazing villas and in the most beautiful locations, Greece, Croatia, the mountains of Spain, and usually, you know, within Europe, I can't wait to bring them to America, but usually within Europe, because that's where I'm based. And we sit around a table, we talk, we prepare food together. We learn about natural skincare. It gives me the opportunity to have a hands-on experience with people where I can personally guide them and coach them every day, where I can make them fresh green juices and share that broccoli and kale and spinach can actually taste good, where we can make desserts using natural ingredients that really taste delicious so that people don't feel like they're missing out. Lots of people come on my retreat who've never done a yoga practice, who've never exercised before. And so we take anybody from any level. Actually, it's really lovely to see people who've never experienced a yoga class before fall in love with it to the extent where on my last retreat, I had clients Googling yoga classes in their hometown and booking on before they'd even got home. They were so excited to continue this practice. I think there's something really lovely about showing somebody firsthand about sharing with them personally. And it's just my opportunity to sit down with amazing, amazing groups of people. And I learned so much from them as well. So I can't wait to get back to doing those. It's been a long time. It feels like forever since I ran my last retreat. In fact, in November, it will be a year. My last retreat was in Spain last year in November. 
The sun was shining, we cycled along the beach, it was just beautiful. We stayed in a gorgeous villa right in the mountains and we explored the hot springs. We went to an organic olive oil farm and we found out all about the importance of purchasing organic foods. We had an amazing yoga and meditation coach. Just every aspect of it was so wonderful and I had the most brilliant group of people who were brought together by this shared experience of skin and just wonderful, you know, people being able to feel comfortable for the first time in so long and share and talk and just such an amazing experience. Beautiful. Tell us a story. What was your favorite moment from these in real life experiences? That one that you remember and you felt so grateful, so happy for having these moments. Maybe two or three years ago, I bought a camper van. I think you guys call them RVs, but a camper van. And I decided I was going to go down to the south coast of England. Actually, my little pet cat had died. He was very old, 19 years old, and he died. And the house felt really empty and I just wanted to get away. So I got in my camper van and I drove to the south coast and I met a lovely couple there. And we got chatting and they said, will you ever take the camper van abroad? And I said, yeah, I'd love to actually, it would be great to go to France. And they were asking me about my work at the time. And I said, my work is predominantly online. And they said, well, then what is stopping you from going to France if you can work from anywhere? And I said, oh, well, I just I hadn't really thought about crossing the channel and leaving the country. And by the end of that week, I was in France. I carried on driving and I realized that actually my dream of setting up a business that I could run from anywhere in the world had become true, but I'd not taken advantage of the very thing that I'd wanted to create. I'd not made use of the fact that this business had grown to an extent where I could run it from anywhere in the world. And I carried on driving and I got to the south of France and I crossed the Pyrenees and I drove through Spain and I ended up at a little beach town called Tarifa in the south of Spain and it's like a kite surf town. There were people from all over the world there. There were travelers there. It was just the most amazing community and I ended up living on the beach for six months in my van, working from my van, preparing food for lots of people because I had lots of people coming to the van asking me about what it was I did and I talked about my book that I was writing at the time and they wanted to try some of my food. It was just so freeing. I lived like a little nomadic hippie. Nothing seemed to matter. It was just a wonderful, wonderful experience. And I then began sort of traveling that way and running retreats. So the following year, I continued my travels in my camper van, but I stopped in different countries and ran these health retreats. And I think it just opened my eyes to a completely different lifestyle, a completely different way of living. And it's probably the closest in my life that I've felt to being completely free. And freedom is huge, isn't it? So massive. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. That's so beautiful. And then on the flip side, what was that most difficult moment that you ever had in your life? And how did you recover from that? I think I'd have to say that my skin was just the worst thing in growing up. You know, nothing terribly tragic has particularly happened in my life. I've not yet lost a parent due to ill health or, you know, nothing like that has ever happened. I've, I've never had to struggle with you know, the loss of a family member. I've had friends sadly die of cancer and those moments of course have been awful as they are for anybody who's been through that shared experience. I think myself living with a chronic condition, whilst it wasn't life-threatening, it was something that impacted my life every single day, from waking up and seeing my skin and hating it, to then having to find clothes to disguise and cover it, even to the point of wearing long sleeves on the hottest days, pulling my 
hoodie sleeves over the back of my hands when I'm signing for something or typing my pin code in because I didn't want to get asked a question about what's wrong with you, have you burnt yourself, did you get bitten, you know, all these questions that constantly come up when people can't filter what they're thinking. And I think at the time I would have put that down as my worst experience. As it turns out now, I look back on that and completely understand how that formed a massive part of my journey. So one of those moments where there are no regrets. I'm so grateful that I lived with it now for 20 years. It taught me empathy. It taught me understanding. It definitely made me into the person I am today. And it also taught me an experience where I am now able to help others with a very personal perspective. I'm not a doctor, but I can empathize and I can understand. And that's something that no doctor, unless they've been in this position, will ever be able to do to this extent with a patient. I think it's a genuine story of turning adversity into a positive because it was the most awful experience, but the most life-changing experience at the same time. Beautiful. So on that note, to end the show, I would like to make you this question and ask, what is your life purpose, Hannah? My life's purpose is most definitely to help people by transforming their lives, predominantly working with people who have got skin conditions that are impacting every single aspect of their lives, very much like-minded, and changing that desperate feeling of there is no hope into there is hope and this is actually going to change my life for the better and it's the most rewarding most exciting most wonderful passion-filled purpose that i think i could have wished for that's beautiful anna and we all feel so blessed for having your presence in this world it's time to wrap it up hannah thank you so much for coming to our show I would like to share the mic with Hannah for one last thing. Hannah would like to make an offering to all of our listeners and audience. Absolutely. I run little online courses and this was kind of the next step from the retreats because of course there's so many people worldwide that can't physically come to a retreat. It's a lot to ask for somebody to fly to Europe and to come and join me. So I run online courses. It's a six week program called Let's Glow and it takes you through step by step all these changes that we've talked about today Antonio all these changes but actually helps people build them into a manageable and gradual step-by-step program i'm going to be there six live webinars you'll get with me and we also have a closed facebook group so it's confidential and you can chat with people who've been in a very similar situation if you're struggling with any kind of chronic health issue but most importantly skin conditions and usually the price would be 199 pounds but for you can listeners i would like to offer a 50% discount and actually even a little bit more i think the dollar pound exchange rate is probably even even at the moment so 99 us dollars And if you just go to my website, hannasalito.com, just Google my name and it will come up. And we're going to use the promo code UCAN50 to get 50% off that deal. Thank you so much, Hannah. On our end, UCAN always has two offerings special for our audience. The first one is the special discount for the 906 Broadway venue in San Francisco, which is an amazing space for any kind of event. And the second offering is we offer 30 minutes consultation for your next event experience, which we can help you with anything you need for your next event and hopefully create amazing events and in real life experiences together. Thank you so much for listening to Purpose by You Can Event. It's a pleasure to have you here with us and hopefully I will see you on the next one. 
never forget, life is a celebration. Thank you so much.